Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Real World Nutrition Podcast. This is episode 81, Why Avoid Soy? Welcome to the Real World Nutrition Podcast. I am your host and the founder of Real World Nutrition, Shelly Rael. And today's topic is soy. April is Soy Foods Month, and so I figured I would address some common things that I encounter in my life as a registered dietitian nutritionist that people ask me about when it comes to soy foods. Soy is an excellent plant-based protein, and most people are familiar with soy milk, soybeans, probably edamame, tofu, and even soy protein supplements. So why does soy cause so much controversy? Whether I am suggesting that we choose cows choose cow's milk or soy milk over some of these other milk or dairy alternatives, or I suggest that it's okay to eat a soy-based veggie burger or eat tofu, some people just cannot get it out fast enough that I am completely wrong about soy foods and that soy foods cause us harm. It doesn't. So, soy is a complete protein. And what does this mean? And why is that noteworthy? Well, amino acids are the building blocks of protein. I tell people, think of amino acids are like Lego bricks. And when they're assembled, just so, they build amazing structures And in our body, those are proteins. We do know of 20 of these amino acids. That's pretty much held steady for decades. However, I always reserve the right to say, hey, we may discover another one. And out of those 20, nine of those have to be consumed from food. So we call those essential amino acids. Those other 11 amino acids We can make inside our human body. Our human body can make those other 11 amino acids as long as we get those nine. Now, I'm not going to list those nine. It's pretty easy to look up. And I graduated from college, and that meant after I studied to memorize those nine, I just remember them vaguely. It's like the seven dwarfs. They're all important. However, don't make me name them all at one time. Now, a complete protein is any food that will provide all nine of those essential amino acids in one package. So complete proteins includes food of animal origin, and that would be eggs, dairy foods, and meats, including beef, pork, poultry, and seafood. So if we have an egg, we're going to get all nine of those essential amino acids in that one little package there. Now, there are a few plant foods that are considered complete proteins, meaning they have all nine of those amino acids in that plant food. And soy is one of those plant foods. Because soy contains all nine of those essential amino acids, and we don't need to look for another plant-based protein to complete the profile of those other nine or what might be missing in other plant foods. So bottom line is soy has all nine essential amino acids, whether you're getting it from soy milk or tofu or soybeans. Soy is also a great source of protein. 
And as I've previously addressed, I'll provide the link in the show notes for when I talked about those milk alternatives. Those milk alternatives don't have much protein in them. So those non-dairy beverages like almond milk, coconut milk, and oat milk have very little protein in them. Most of those, quote, milks have less than one gram of protein per cup. Now, cow's milk, whether you're talking fat-free or whole milk, doesn't matter. It's about eight grams of protein per cup. And soy milk also has about eight grams of protein per cup. And keep in mind, whether it's cow's milk or soy milk, you're going to have all nine essential amino acids. So if people want to skip cow's milk for whatever reason, they choose not to have it, or they have a milk allergy or a lactose intolerance, soy milk is the only dairy alternative that I recommend since it has the protein and the other nutrients we need. It is not flavored sugar water like I call almond milk or oat milk. It's got a full nutrition profile and it's pretty darn good for us when it comes down to the nutrients. But it isn't just soy beverages. It's soybeans, soy nuts, tofu, tempeh, and other soy foods that also provide that protein. I just tend to go to soy milk because that's the one that's easier for most people, at least in the United States, to get their hands on and consume regularly. Now, soy is low in saturated fat and high in nutrients. So while there's plenty of protein in soy foods, it doesn't tend to come with the saturated fat that's often associated with animal-based protein sources. Soy foods also come with vitamins and minerals. Some of them are naturally occurring, like potassium and folate, but others need to be added, like calcium, vitamin D, and B12. B12 is naturally only found in foods of animal origin, but B12 is often added to foods like soy milk, soy beverages, and cereals as well, soy-based or not. Soy has health benefits, but is it risky to consume it? The number one question I get is whether it is safe to consume soy foods. People have many concerns related to thyroid issues or certain types of cancer or concerns by men of the estrogen-like compounds that are in soy that may affect their health. Now, soy foods has many things associated with it, the positive and the health benefits, including reducing the risk of heart disease, and it may help reduce menopause symptoms, including hot flashes, and potentially helping with bone health. Some people still think that soy food may increase the risk of certain types of cancer, specifically breast cancer. However, research does not support this. This has been part of research for more than 20 years. And human studies suggest that consuming soy foods will not negatively impact cancer risk. So what does that mean, not negatively impact cancer risk? That means it doesn't increase our risk. And it may even reduce the risk of reoccurrence of breast cancer even after a diagnosis. 
Now, both the American Cancer Society and the American Institute for Cancer Research American Institute for Cancer Research state that breast cancer patients can safely consume soy foods. And prostate cancer has similar results in that soy foods may reduce the risk of prostate cancer. And I briefly mentioned thyroid issues. With thyroid issues, clinical evidence indicates that soy foods do not adversely affect thyroid function in people with normal functioning thyroids. And soy foods are not restricted for hypothyroid patients who are taking thyroid hormones. Although when a patient first adds soy foods to their diet, it is very go- a very good idea to monitor thyroid function. So bottom line, it does not increase risk of cancer. It may reduce the risk of cancer. It doesn't increase risk of thyroid issues and may help having soy on a regular basis. And then here's the big question. Men always ask this. Soy and gynecomastia. So what about those so-called man boobs? One of the most common questions I get, I say that all the time, and I said, if this was a true issue, boy, I would have started taking soy, taking in soy as a teenager if this was a side effect of consuming soy. Here's the short answer. In the amount that most people in the United States would reasonably consume, this is a non-issue. Phytoestrogens, a component of soy products, have estrogen-like properties in large amounts and can lead to gynecomastia. So let me read you a summary of a study that I'll link in the show, in the in the soy show notes. Show notes will have a link to this study, but I'm going to quote from the results of a study of an unusual is actually a case study, an unusual case of gynecomastia associated with soy product consumption. Now I'm going to summarize this, but you're going to have to hear what the bottom line is here. A 60-year-old man was referred to the endocrinology clinic for evaluation of bilateral gynecomastia of six-month duration. So he went to the doctor for an evaluation because he had breast on a man. He reported erectile dysfunction, decreased libido. There was additional review of his systems that didn't bring out anything that was of concern. And he had an initial lab test, a lab assessment that showed estrone and estradiol concentrations to be four times above the upper limit of the reference range. And then there was a subsequent finding from testicular ultrasonography as well as some other tests that were normal. Because of the normal findings from the imaging, the patients was interviewed again. So we have to continually ask patients probing questions. After he was interviewed again, he described a daily intake of three quarts of soy milk. After he discontinued drinking the soy milk, his breast tenderness resolved and his estradiol concentration slowly returned to normal. So let me reiterate, he was consuming every single day three quarts of soy milk. Heck, I can't even get people to drink that much water in a day. 
So that's nearly, oh gosh, 100 ounces, 96 ounces. I'm, I'm doing the math in my head, but nearly 100 fluid ounces of soy milk in a day. So even if somebody consumes soy foods daily, consuming four cups or four servings daily is going to have no adverse effect and plenty of health benefits. So again, I said in the amount that most reasonable humans would consume, we have no negative effects and plenty of health benefits. Now, I will tell you a lot of the research regarding long-term health effects of soy consumption does come from studies that come out of Japan and China and other Eastern Asian countries that do tend to consume soy as a central part of their diet over a lifetime. So it's not like when they start doing it as an adult, they're doing it over a lifetime. But here's the bottom line. Don't concern yourself with soy's risk or possible adverse effects, but the potential benefits of adding soy to your diet. So why avoid soy? Well, if you do have a soy allergy, obviously don't consume soy foods. Or if your physician has specifically told you within the last three to five years to not consume soy foods. Now, if your physician told you not to consume soy foods several years ago, maybe double check and see if that reason to not do it is still accurate because there was lots of physicians, people with certain forms of breast cancer were told not to have soy foods, but that is now changed. So, check and see if you really should be needing to avoid it. For pretty much everyone else, consuming soy, as I said, in the amount that most rational humans would consume, consuming soy is completely safe for you. And that's real world nutrition. Take care. Bye for now. If you are interested in working with me on a one-on-one consult working with a registered dietitian one-on-one, I invite you to check out a free introductory call with me. I have the link in the show notes. We can discuss your health goals and whether we are a right fit for each other to help you get to where you want to be.